0: Amen, amen. How's everybody doing? God bless you, God bless you. This morning let's talk about exactly what has God promised. Exactly what has God promised. Some of us are under the impression that God has promised us some things and I don't know where you got them from. Maybe it's from these televangelists or whoever, or these... (laughs) These crooked preachers who's trying to get you to put money in their their basket, I don't know. But we're going to find out this morning exactly what has God promised. And we're talking from Exodus, the 33rd chapter, verses 1 through 20. And this morning, I normally don't read the scriptures because I prefer you to read them while I preach. But I'm going to have to go through these and then we will revisit them. Uh, First verse, then the Lord said to Moses, leave this place, you and the people you brought up out of Egypt and go up to the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. I will give it to your descendants. I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites and the Perizzites the Hevites and the Jebusites. So you go up to the land flowing with milk and honey. But listen, I'm not going with you. And the reason I'm not going is because your folks, the ones you leading, are stick, stiff-necked, stubborn people. And if I go with you, I, I fool around and destroy you along the way. Fourth verse says, when the people heard these distressing words, they began to mourn and no one put on any ornaments or jewelry. For the Lord had said to Moses, tell the Israelites that you are a stubborn, stiff-necked people. And if I go with you, even for a moment, I just might lay you down. I might destroy you. So take off your ornaments, and I will decide what to do with you. So the Israelites stripped off all their jewelry at Mount Horeb. Now, in verse 7, Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp. It was a little distance away from uh, the folks. And so because it was a tent, he called it a tent of meeting. This is where he went to meet with the Lord. And not only so, anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. This was away from all of the people. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances to their tents, waiting and watching Moses until he entered the tent. And as Moses went into the tent, the pillar of clouds, You know, that pillar of cloud that used to watch over them over the day and and another one would come at night. Well, that same pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Verse 10, whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, they all stood and worshiped, each at the entrance to their tent. And the Lord would speak to Moses face to face. As one speaks to a friend and then Moses would return to the camp, but his young age, Joshua, son of the nun, did not leave the tent. And Moses said to the Lord in verse 12, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. Now, Lord, if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people, these your folks, Lord. And the Lord replied, "Listen to me, Moses. My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest." And then Moses said to him, "Lord, if your presence does not go with us, uh we I ain't trying to go up there. Don't send us up here. I don't want to go if you're not coming." Huh? And how will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with all your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, all right, all right. I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you. And I know you by name. And then Moses says, that's wonderful, Lord. Now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face. For no one may see my face. And live. Alright. Now, exactly what has God promised. We covered a lot there, and and now I've got to preach it. That's why I don't like to give the scripture. Ahead of time, I want you to read it because I'm gonna preach it anyway, and we'll have to revisit it. When you are leaving a place, a place where you've been for a while, you're comfortable, everything's been fine, everything's going okay. And even if that place is not so good, at least you are familiar with it. And this is how it was for Moses when leaving the slopes of Hareb to venture out into this unknown, into this desert. He had no idea what or even whom he would encounter. Now, with the possibility of all of these Israelites, and we're talking about a million folk, I understand, what was he to do? Now, these folks were complaining about every little thing, and you know the story, and I'll get all into that Ten Commandments stuff. You can go read it for yourself there in Exodus. But here was a vast, untracked desert, uninhabited by God knows whom or how, merciless God knows what, we don't know who was out there. Well, we know somebody was, and the future seemed dark and foreboding. Have you been there? Have you gone into some, ventured into some place, some relationship, some job, and everything new and just seemed like, oh my God, what have I got myself into? I don't know what's going on. And it just seemed so foreboding. This is what Moses felt right now. Trying to lead a million people. Now, yes, God promised him that he would take care of them. You know, these are God's people. And these are Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He promised them, you're going to be a father of many nations. And I'm going to take care of you. And all of that. Okay. But But it ain't looking good right now. We in the desert and, 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 and I'm going to tell you something, uncertainty in our days is never a good or comfortable feeling. I know what allegedly was said and I know what's supposed to happen, but it doesn't appear that it's happening right now. And this is what disturbs us. And this is what was disturbing Moses. The unknown, so to speak, is always leery because you just don't know. I I guess this is where faith comes in. This this is exactly where faith comes in. Either you trust God or you don't. And in this case, these people didn't trust him. And that's not good. And, and, And it was bothering God. And, and, and for those of you who watched The Lord of the Rings, uh, Tolkien's wise Gandalf, he told the hobbit Frodo, what was may be less dark than what is to be. What did he mean by that? Don't worry about it right now. Some other things may happen and this may work out better than you expect. And and, and it's it's basically, it sounds like mumbo jumbo, but there was reality to that. And and it certainly didn't help, if you notice, that God had moved his tent away from the people. Add that to this, as, as they say, add that to the mix. God wanted it outside the camp. Now, doesn't it make you wonder if there are some days where God has written us off because of all the mess we've been involved in, all the sin we've done? You know, it's like, wow, I know God don't want to have anything to do with me. Don't you feel like that sometimes? Yeah, yeah. But, But thank God, God sees past our wrongs and sees the blood of Christ. Oh my God. Wow. Thank God for Jesus. Uh, So here you have Moses, as lonely as he can be. And yes, he had family, even a wife and children, brother, sister, you know, but nevertheless, he was still lonely. And he was lonely because of the burden of leading all of these people And these folks were messing up big time. I mean, they were doing some of everything. And it was just, it was troubling. And God knew, Moses knew God was upset. And there was no other spiritual peer that Moses could turn to for strength. He had to always talk to God. I mean, nobody human there that he could talk to. No counselor he could talk to. Everybody was coming to him, but who was he to go to? Who was he to unburden his heart to? it, It was as if he was carrying the world on his shoulders. That's what he felt like. So then, what it is now, is that God has moved his tent away from the people and yet these promises are supposed to still be valid. And if you look at verse 14 and I can't go back and read all this stuff again because it would just take too long but he says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Now I want you to understand something here. Where this assurance was given in the tent that Moses pitched for God outside the camp. It was called the tent of meeting because this is where he met God. Now, this is a place where God would speak to Moses face to face, as just like a man speaks with a friend. You, you saw verse 11. You go back and look at those of you reading as we go. This is where Moses found counsel for 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 himself because he couldn't talk to anybody else. So in the in the midst of his day and in the perils of his day and dealing with all the people's mess, this is where he found counsel, and this is where some amazing dialogue took place. I, I like the way the songwriter said, "In, in that uh, in the garden, I come to the garden alone, while the dew." is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear. You, you, you see, this is, when you get up early in the morning and have a little talk with Jesus, there's something about the things that occur that nobody knows but you and God. He walks with me and talks with me and tells me I'm his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none of it. Ever known? This is what Moses was feeling, and oh, praise God for that. Now, notice I'm not talking about money, I'm not talking about property, I'm not talking about things. You got to be careful listening to these preachers telling you what God has promised you. This is spiritual, folks, huh? Whole lot more than all that stuff that these televangelists are promising. And here, Moses reminded God of past assurances. Look at verses 12 through 14. And he says, uh, you have said, I know you by name. Huh? He's just repeating what God said. And you continue to find favor. But Lord, I need you to remember this nation is your people. And this is when the Lord said, all right, all right, I hear you. My presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. <laughs> now, 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 understand uh, where the assurance was given. Listen, I, 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 Moses heard what God said, but it's like, Lord, I'm, I'm missing something here. I, I'm, I'm, i I'm, I'm looking for a little bit more. So, what you're telling me or promising me, Lord, is Your presence will go with us and you will give us rest. But if I got this right, but you ain't going with us. Uh, Lord, we have a problem. So we're going to reach our destination, but you ain't coming. Uh, Yeah, Moses, that's what I said. Well, Lord, I did not hear you say that this would be a carefree journey. I I did not hear you say there would be a lot of affluence and ease. I I know this is going to be turbulent. I know this is going to be trials and tribulation. And just for you promising that your presence will be there, Lord, that's not going to be good enough. I'm sorry. We are gonna need you there, and you heard what the Lord said. If I go, I'm I'm so mad with these people. I'm so bothered by these people with all these attitudes and all the mess that they're doing. And you have to go read the scriptures for yourself to see what all they were doing. It it was messy. It it was they were busy. All right, you 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 read between the lines. But it, and if you don't want to read between the lines, you gonna read the Bible in Exodus. They were a busy people. And the Lord called them stiff-necked and stubborn. They didn't believe they were doing their own thing. They kept challenging Moses, thereby challenging God. Huh? And, and the Lord said, I, if I go, I, I fool around and destroy these people. And that's why Moses had to remind the Lord, these are your folks. This is what you promised. Huh? And, 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 and so... The Lord is trying to give Moses one thing as satisfactory. And Moses said, Lord, I'm going to need a whole lot more. Huh? And you know what? God, he'll he'll do the same thing for us. He's going to tolerate so much. And then he's going to send us a full message in whatever way, through another person, through a preacher, through the word, through prayer through the Holy Spirit, but he going to let us know, you keep doing this mess and I keep forgiving you, which I said I would do by the grace of God, by the blood of Jesus. But you know what? I got something for you. See, j- just because you ride in the bike and you may get to the destination, Lord didn't say you wouldn't fall and and, and, and and break your leg along the way. I'm just paraphrasing, if you please. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some of you are really trying God. God is not promising us a rose garden. God is not promising us a tranquil, trouble-free existence. So stop listening to these knucklehead televangelists and believe in that stuff and it's not in the word of God. We are not going to be transported to heaven on a flowery bed of ease. A lot of us, by the time we get there, oh my God, we're going to be so broken. We're going to be dirty and tattered and worn because we have constantly fallen down and gotten up and fallen down and gotten up. Huh? And God is simply saying to us, have no fear. My presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. And and I like the way the songwriter, Annie Johnson Flint said, God have not promised skies always blue. Flowers strong pathways all our lives through. God have not promised sun without rain, joy without sorrow, peace without pain. But God hath promised Strength for the day, rest for the labor, and light for the way. Grace for the trials, help from above, unfailing sympathy, and undying love. (laughs) Oh my God. God hath not promised. We shall not know. Toil and temptation, trouble and woe. He hath not told us. We shall not bear many a burden and many a care. God hath not promised smooth roads, huh? And wide, swift, easy travel, needing no guy, never a mountain, rocky and steep, never a river, turbid and deep, huh? Oh, see, see, you, you, you got to understand. What God has promised us is I will be with you. I will go with you. But you're going to go through some stuff. In this world we live in, this world of sin, this world of pain and trouble and havoc, this is an evil world. Adam and Eve ate us out of house and home. They took our peace. And God is trying to restore that. But it's not about houses and land. It's not about cars and money and fame. huh? It's about spiritual strength and peace and comfort. And then God is telling us to go out and help somebody else along the way who also has fallen down and got muddied and going through some stuff. While we are here waiting to get to heaven we are going to be tattered and worn. We are going to go through a whole lot of stuff. And when you go through stuff, it doesn't mean God has left you. It doesn't mean God has walked away from you. It just means you've got to hold on to God's unchanging hand. you got to rest your head in his bosom and say, God, this is tough. I don't have any more strength. I'm going to lean On your strength, Lord, lead me, guide me. I think one poem said that as somebody was walking through the desert and and at first there was uh, two sets of prints and all of a sudden there was one and they wanted to know what happened. That was because God picked us up because we couldn't walk anymore. And it was just his footsteps after that. And you go back and read the poem, the full results of it. My point is, when we can't go any further, God carries us. But God is saying to us, you're going to go through some mess. A lot of us don't want to go through nothing. We just want a wonderful marriage. We just want a wonderful husband, a wonderful wife, wonderful children. It takes a lot to get that. You've got to go through some things. huh? And that's why Moses said, Lord, isn't that going to be enough for you to say you, you, you're going to be with us? We need you to go with us. We don't want just, just your presence. We, you need to go with us or we don't want to go. Stop running off without God, and that's why the songwriter said, "Without God, I could do nothing. Without God, I would fail. Without God, I would be like a ship without a sail." And I, I don't know. The doors of the church are open. Come, come on, come on. Uh, uh, let, come on, organist, and play something for us. We have to make a decision to follow Jesus. And that decision has to be, Lord, I get what you're saying. I am in a world that is wracked with sorrow and pain and tribulation. I get it, Lord. But as long as you are going with me in my marriage... Raising my children. On my job. Dealing with my personal issues. Then I'm willing to go. Huh? The doors of the church are open. Somebody listening to me right now. You are going through some stuff. What they say, you're going through it. But I want you to know you're not alone. God has not left you. And God is not going to leave you. God is saying, "I will be with you until the day of the rapture." I'm asking you to make a decision to stay with Him. See, the problem not is it's not God leaving us; is us walking away from God, going back to the world, just like these Israelites did. Yeah, 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 yeah. We 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 get tired. We get weary, we get worn, we get impatient. God ain't moving fast enough for us. Huh? And so we we run off and try to run ahead of God. Oh my God. Just like Israelites. That's why God called them a stiff-necked, stubborn people. And so while the doors of the church are open, those of you listening in your car, at your house, on your job. Go go find you a quiet place right now and have a little talk with Jesus. If you don't know him in the pardon of your sin, I invite you to come to Jesus because he will make a difference in your life. (laughs) Like Moses, come to the tent of meeting. Have a little talk with Jesus. Just get alone and say, Lord, I I need to talk with you. I need you to touch my life. I need you to give me direction. I need you to lead me and guide me. Will you come right now, God bless you. Come on. Come on. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Amen. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for your word. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for going with us in our trouble, in our trials, in our tribulations. You didn't just send us out there by ourselves. And you said you'll never leave us, nor forsake us. And though we may have trouble in our relationships, trouble in our marriage, trouble raising our children, trouble on our job, even trouble with these bodies that you've given us, we know you're still with us. And we thank you for your presence. Now lead us and guide us, show us the way, give us peace, give us comfort, give us direction. And all these distractions that come about through the internet, Through alcohol, through drugs, through other people. Help us to realize this is just the devil trying to throw a monkey wrench in the system. Help us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, show us the way. And help us to lean and depend on you who will never leave us or forsake us. You're not like man. You won't let us down. Help us to realize that, God. And to lean our weary head upon your breast. Father, in the name of Jesus, this is our prayer. And we thank you for the answer and the blessing. Praise God. Amen. This is Faith Worth Finding Ministries Weekly Encouragements by Namware. God bless you. Won't you tell a friend?